voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine With radio news from a national perspective Quality and format changes Sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today Your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests And featured segments And now here's your host, Bill Sparks Educate Syncopate Radio communicate Radio The sound of year-round pleasure Well, hello and welcome to All Things Radio 709 here for February 1st, 2024. My, how time does fly. But we're all here and Jeff's got a whole lot to talk about. Well, sometimes I got a lot to talk about, but people say I'm talking about some things I don't know or things I do know. I never know. But we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective. And we'll follow it up with Jennifer Sparks' call and in format changes. Next up, we're going to play tribute to Charles Osgood, who in 1967, in August of 1967, was the first anchor person or anchor for News Radio 88 WCBS AM. This recording that you're going to hear is when they were celebrating their 45th anniversary and he talks quite a bit about the future of radio and what it was like being an all-news radio station, starting this whole all-news thing in New York City, at least from the WCBS perspective. Our air check is an air check of WGAR-AM in Cleveland, Ohio, with Dave Fig Newton. He called himself Fig Newton or Dave Newton, depending on the time of day. And you're going to hear him from March 29, 1976. Finally, we're going to be visiting the world of XM Satellite Radio or Sirius XM Satellite Radio Sean, you might be into this kind of stuff, too. We're gonna, and I know, Bernie, I know you like they might like this music, but this new wave music was very popular in the 80s, but it didn't get a big yep. airplay unless you were in specific radio markets uh, like New York's WLIR-FM and Garden City, New York, and you know, places like that. But we're going to hear first wave with the announcer, Larry the Duck. That's what he calls himself, yeah. and he worked at WLIR in Garden City. I used to listen to him when I would go down to New York City. So all in all, we have a pretty good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. And, of course, uh, we'll turn it over to Bill and Bernie. And I don't know what's going on in Indianapolis, Indiana, but nothing goes on in Albany, New York. So go ahead, Bill. Well, I think we can <laughs> give you another chapter to add to that. Nothing that I can detect went on this week with the exception of the debut of the Dan Jockett Show on, what is it called now, uh, Indie Sports Ticket at 1430. Sports Ticket or something like that? Something yeah. like that. It's the same old thing. It's CBS Sports, and then Dan Dockage comes on at 12 noon Eastern. It's just more the same show that was on the fan. Of course, maybe more, a lot more listeners on the fan, but that'll bring another comment in just a second. And, you know, is this handpicked callers and the guests that Dan has? It, I mean... He does a credible job when he sticks to sports. It's when he gets off on his politics that that maybe it might be time to go then. But if he sticks to sports yes. and stuff he knows, that's good. But when he tries to be, you know, somebody that he's not, 
then then we get into problems. But Some people would say they'll build it on the right or the left. There are people, you know, who to, who on both sides do it. Sometimes people I don't think will turn it's any more right. You know what I mean? Or left? Right, or but people will turn on people will turn on the the channel just to hear what in the world might come out of his mouth. <laughs> well, you know, he's he's unfiltered. There's no question or doubt right. about that. But to his credit, he does a lot of work in the community, raises a lot of money, does other things. So, I mean. Maybe I disagree, maybe I don't agree with his politics and all of that stuff, but he does a lot of good. And I will say the callers that called in, their audio was good. It just sounded really good. But I noticed that they've really stepped up the the game there on the fan at noon. They're getting three or four, five, six, seven guests in a show. They really stepped that up a little bit because I think they know that in this time slot they may get some competition. Your thoughts, Bernie? Uh, I think it could happen, but I, I still think because it's fourteen thirty. Right. First of all, nobody <laughs> listens to them. Uh, right. Secondly, <laughs> the, the signal's not good. Um, but Dan Dockich is is a draw, so it could. It could happen a little bit, but not much. But he better depend upon social media like YouTube and Facebook and other things or the streaming app or their app because 1430 itself is not going to do it, even though they've got a good signal. These stations, you can't get them in an office. I mean, I don't don't think they have a very good signal. You don't think so? I don't think they have a very good signal. Fourteen thirty. Uh, yeah, no. I get them pretty well. No. I well, we're it not depending on where you well. live. What are they? One thousand day and, and two fifty a night or something like that, Bernie. I mean, they, they five thousand operation. day, I think. I know it's it's the same yeah. kind of frequency as WNJR in Newark, New Jersey. Was was WNJR in Newark, New Jersey, and they had all, you know you could get them, but they were they certainly didn't have a great si- signal in New York mm. City, where I lived in the Bronx. I mean, if you lived in Newark, New Jersey, yeah, you could get them, but that's about it, really. So now, could I be wrong? This. Uh, probably is not going to change the, the ultimate fate of 1430. I think Kent Sterling put it best when he said, Dan's going to be a disruptor in the market. He didn't say leader. He's going to be a disruptor. Now, unless the fan picks up their game and gets a better signal and or gets, you know, it, they may go the same way. They don't... Um, you know, they could use some improvement too, but that's just my opinion. You know, but oh, you're right. You're right. That's just, you know, like I said, Dan could be a disruptor. But that's all really what I have for Indy. So when I come back in March, we'll see what what happens then. But probably nothing will have changed by the time I get back. So, Brent, I got to ask you a question. All I know. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. I'm sorry. All I know is uh, B105.7 had huge Christmas ratings this year. I mean, bigger than ever. It was they crazy. did. I mean, I haven't gotten to the because you know, I do them every week. But you're right; they did very, very, very well. Well, but what is it about? In, um, maybe the it's about certain markets. 
people who go get into radio and, and work in the capital district of Albany, New York, tend to some of them have stayed here for years. I mean, there are people I know who have been on yeah. the radio and they've been in the, in the in the market for well since I've been here, and that's forty three years. Going to be forty four in April. What is it about Indianapolis where you see there are certain people who just stay? I mean, obviously, is it job security? Is it the is it the living is it living in Indianapolis that that people like? But what is it about your market and that's the same thing with the Capital District. I never understand because most people. I, I, well, I, I go ahead. I, I know that I know that for me, uh, because I grew up here, I couldn't believe I landed a gig here, and so I just kind of stayed. I tried to leave in like '85, but couldn't find anything better, so I just stayed. And a lot of people come to this market, and, and over the years, I've noticed, and they they like the city well enough that they just stay. Like, we haven't featured this guy, but 99.5, Smiley in the Morning, that guy stayed and had success in the ratings. I wish he'd leave. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's the same thing here. Like, like the people working all, like, Jamie in the Morning on WTRY FM. Um, She's been in the market. I mean, she's from here. Her family's from here. I've met her. And she's, you know, I've heard her from since I got here in Albany, New York, when she was doing country music, uh, one of the country stations. And she stayed. She says, "I like the capital district. I like the environment. I like the people living here." And yeah. frankly, I don't. I don't and, and her opinion was, "Yes, I might be able to get a job in a bigger market, but I like it here. I, that, that's something about this well, area." She grew that, up there. That's right. She grew up. She yeah. grew up. And my my family's here. My mom's here. I like it here. So I mean, yeah, I think people I have in in some markets have a resentment of people coming in. We've always been known here as a provincial market, you know, that, well, you, you make it. And then, you know, if you, if you've been here before, you can come back. But, you know, if if you're new, you got to go through a little bit of a process of getting people to know who you are and stuff. And I think, again, it's, it's sort of a regional, it's, it's a thing like Indianapolis, Boston's a little bigger, but just, it's a regional, it's the biggest market in New England. So Indianapolis, the biggest market in Indiana. And if you're, want to be quote in new england or quote indian in indiana you don't want to go to new york you don't want to go to chicago you want to be in indiana or new england there's the they're the places to go so they've got a little bit of a niche that way as opposed to being one of three or four uh markets maybe in texas where you know houston's big dallas big san antonio's okay and you know you have more more you can be in texas but you could choose uh, you know whereas those are the meccas for your area but even here in Texas, Austin and San Antonio, especially, they stay. A lot of them stay, well, especially in the sports stations. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, oh, they may go. They may. They may have been at all three sports stations in Houston, but they stay. Yeah, those markets. They all. They'll flip. They'll jump around from this station to that station to this station, but they stay in the market as much as they can. You know, in all four of these markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just brought that up because I've, I've, I've always intrigued me. Now, by the way, I was told by a listener, please tell us who's on the panel, so I will do that. We've got Bill and Bernie. Uh, Bill's in Florida right now, but they're both from Indianapolis, Indiana. We've got uh, Perry out in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. We have Sean and Gary in Austin, Texas, and Chris is in Quincy, Massachusetts, and I'm a little old small, I'm sorry, Albany, New York. So there we go. And we have Mike and Evan. (laughs) That's That's right. I wanted to... But I didn't want to forget you, Mike. Sorry about that. Right. That's, that's all right. <laughs> so we span the globe. Well, at least the U.S. Yes, globe. Do. From Florida yeah. to all the way to Texas. So 
It's time for that award-winning news, but that's her all over the world. We may be in states this is heard all over the world. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. The push to save AM radio continues. Detroit, Michigan gets a new Spanish radio station. We'll let you know what's happening on the street, and we'll continue our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and AM radio once again makes news. Josh Gottenheimer, congressman from New Jersey, is spearheading the push to save AM radio, and he's added another provision to his bill. First of all, his bill requires that all cars be equipped with AM radios. The new provision to his bill also requires that if cars do not have AM radios, a safety warning should be placed indicating that the lack of AM may cause safety problems for individuals in areas where there are no FM radio stations. We'll let you know how this story develops in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. In other news, Beasley Media has added a new Spanish radio station in Detroit, Michigan. Their Spanish tropical playa format is now airing on a translator on 93.5 FM. The translator is originating the program from radio station WMGC-FM's HT2 subchannel. Beasley Media has also rolled out the Spanish format in Boston, Massachusetts, Charlotte, North Carolina, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Las Vegas, Nevada, just to name a few. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. iHeartMedia has accelerated its role of its top 40 syndicated weekly show hosted by JoJo Wright at radio station KISS FM in Los Angeles, California. The show is now being heard at radio station WHCZ-FM in New York City, KYLD-FM in San Francisco, California, KHKS-FM in Dallas, Texas, just to name a few. The show is also being heard on iHeartMedia's small and medium-sized market radio stations as well. Butterville has hired a new program director at Sacktown Sports KHCK-FM in Sacramento, California. His name is Jose Gonzalez, and he comes to this radio station after working for Sports Radio KFIG-AM in Fresno, California. After five and a half years, Zach Remy has left his position as morning host at radio station WIL-FM in St. Louis, Missouri. WIL-FM broadcasts a country format. In Houston, Texas, another high-profile radio announcer for Urban One is leaving the company. After a 30-year career with Urban One and over 50 years of radio, say so long to Larry Funky Jones who works at radio station KMJQ-FM in Houston, Texas. This is just one of a number of high-profile individuals who have left Urban One. Most recently, departing from the company is Donnie Simpson and Russ Parr. Congratulations go out to Rizzo and Jeff joining the Mountain 105.9 in Asheville, North Carolina. The station is owned and operated by Saga Communications and broadcasts a classic rock format. Rizzo and Jeff come to this radio station after working in Rochester, New York. Nellis moved to Phoenix, Arizona, where radio station KKFR-FM, owned and operated by Desert Valley, media broadcasting in hip-hop format has hired a new midday personality her name is nina cruz and not only is she the midday personality for the radio station but she's also the brand manager for the radio station as well congratulations go out to kelly ford who's the new host of backstage country succeeding sean parr backstage country is produced by beasley media and syndicated by key networks kelly ford you might remember also worked at radio station wnshfm when it originally started back in 2013 in other news congratulations go out to jess hilarious who will be the newest member of the team joining the breakfast club which is syndicated by premier radio she'll be working alongside charlamagne the god and dj envy she's a touring comedian who is from baltimore maryland congratulations also go out to shan barry's who's the new afternoon drive personality at radio station kezr fm owned and operated by alpha media kezr fm broadcast a hot adult contemporary format shan barry's comes to this radio station after working for radio station kmvq fm in san francisco california 
Finally, let's move to Norfolk, Virginia, where Max Media has made changes to the morning show at radio station WVBW-FM, The Vibe, with their adult R&B format. They've added the syndicated Ricky Smiley Show. Now it's time to continue our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Ratings. In Washington, D.C., the number one rec radio station is WAMU-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. The number two rec radio station is WASH-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Washington, D.C. is WHUR-FM, with the urban format. In Boston, Massachusetts, the number one rank radio station is WMJX-FM, definitely playing Christmas music. The number two rank radio station is WBZ-FM with its all sports format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Boston, Massachusetts is WBUR-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. In Seattle, Washington, the number one rank radio station is KRWM-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station, also programming an adult contemporary format, is KSWD-FM. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Seattle, Washington is KUOW-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. In Miami, Florida, the number one rec radio station is WHQT-FM with the number one contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WAMR-FM with a Spanish hits format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Miami, Florida is WLYF-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Phoenix, Arizona, the number one rec radio station is KESZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is KDKB-FM with an alternative format. Finally, the number three rec radio station in Phoenix, Arizona is KSLX-FM with a classic rock format. In Detroit, Michigan, the number one rec radio station is WNIC-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WXYT-FM with an all-sports format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Detroit, Michigan is WCSX-FM with a classic rock format. In the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota market, the number one rank radio station is KQQL-FM with a classic hits format, definitely playing Christmas music. The number two rank radio station is KTIS-FM with a Christian CHR format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Minneapolis, Minnesota is KFXN-FM with an all-sports format. In the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market, the number one rank radio station is WDUV-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station also broadcasting an adult contemporary format is WMTX-FM. Finally, the number three rank radio station serving the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market is WXGL-FM with a classic its format. In Denver, Colorado, the number one rank radio station is KOSI-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KYGO-FM with a country format. Finally, the number three rank radio station serving the Denver, Colorado market is KIMN-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In San Diego, California, the number one rank radio station is KYXY-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KXSN-FM with an oldies format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in San Diego, California is XHRM-FM with an oldies format. In Baltimore, Maryland, the number one rank radio station is WLIF-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WERQ-FM with an urban format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Baltimore, Maryland is WRBS-FM with a Christian CHR format. Finally, in St. Louis, Missouri, the number one rank radio station is KEZK-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KSHE-FM with a classic rock format. Finally, the number three rack radio station in St. Louis, Missouri is WARH-FM with an adult hits format. Next week, we'll conclude our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Ratings. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff.
Oh, no problem, Bill. The telling news here I saw, and, and it was talked about on the message boards, is about Urban One getting rid of some of their high-profile individuals. You just saw that they got that. Uh, we talked about Russ Parr and yeah. Donnie Simpson, and of course the Larry uh, Larry Funky, Funky Jones, Larry is Jones. Funky yeah. Larry Jones Funky is Larry gone. Jones. Is gone as well. Yeah. And, 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 and it, is, it is. I never heard him before. This. So tell me a little about about him, uh, Gary. You said you listened. Yeah, he he uh, did mornings at Magic One Hundred Two in Houston for years, and uh, I think uh, they later moved him to afternoons and he may have left and come back but uh that guy had a pipe he can really rumble he was really i really enjoyed hearing him i know he worked at wbls fm for a while in new york city go ahead sean they replaced him i think with the snowman didn't they when they moved him to afternoons and then he did yeah i think he did go leave and go to new york and come back in the 90s i think or somewhere i think they replaced him but jeff harrison they replaced him i think I, mean, I think the big, the, the big thing here is 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 money, and the big thing here is is monetary considerations by all these radio oh. groups. Uh, that's the big thing, unfortunately. And, it, and it, money makes the world go round. Someone told me that once. I think my dad told me that once. <laughs> yeah, I think mine told me that too. Yeah. And maybe maybe that's the that's the issue mm. here. And, and, and I mean, Urban One is not known. They're not known for for constant layoffs all over the time. So. You know, if they, they, they the, the the earliest uh, remembrance of the, of a high profile person that left the company was was uh, Tom Joyner a few years ago. He left the company as well, but it was over salary and, and money yeah. and everything else. So it is a, a, it's becoming more of a factor these days, and I and I think it's going to be even more of a factor as the years go by. That's the only thing I can say about that particular subject. But I just thought maybe that was interesting that that three high profile individuals working for the company. Uh, one is retired and two of the have, have left as well. So uh, just, you know, just food for thought here. I'm surprised that WFEZ isn't number one. They, they were number one for quite a while. Yeah, and, and Miami has not been a big, big thing for the Christmas stuff. I mean, you just saw what the number one station was, and it, it wasn't necessarily, well, right. I mean, it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't, rep- and some markets are like that. I, I, I'm not right. sure why, but that's, that's true. But I think that next time the, the, the book comes around, and that will be the January book. We'll see if, if those numbers and how the how if those numbers change. That's the thing, Mike. What about Miami? You know, you you remember a lot of radio announcers in your neck of Getting back to this thing, are there announcers that you know who've stayed in the market for years and years and years? Oh yeah, Rick Shaw. Of? Right. Rick Shaw was in Miami for years. Lee Sherwood was here in Miami for quite a while. Jim Dunlap. Oh man, Jim Dunlap was here for a long time. Boy, you, you bring back some memories, and uh, that, yeah. that does bring bring back some memories. And you know, same thing in New York, I guess. But but you're right. I mean, there are some markets like like in Syracuse, there where I used to live. There there are a few people who stay in the market, but then there are people who just seem to pass through. Like it's like, oh, it's just a tunnel. I'm just going from one end to the other, and they're gone. So well, might that have to do with the school? You know, okay, so you're you're at Syracuse, and you're you're doing broadcasting, and and you know you're there, so you're going to grab a job there or nearby, and then. You're on your way to this place and that, and you're 22, 23, because you've talked about so many people like Dale Dorman and Bud Ballou, who we got, and others that went other places, you know, oh, that yeah. were, were there in Syracuse and there for a year or two and moved on. Yeah, that's, Chuck, that's, certainly, that's certainly true. There are markets like that. They are, they're stepping stone markets. Uh, yeah. So Chuck that stayed a, a few years over to RKO, I think. Yeah, was, a couple of years. He wasn't there as long as some of them. He he, he was uh, one of the originals uh, when they started, but he, he was right. gone probably about 69 or so. Yeah. So Jeff, where is the uh, – uh, is it going to be on an HD, that Spanish format on Beasley in Boston? 
It is on HD, and I'm not sure which, uh, well, let's see, I, I, don't, I don't remember the station that it's on, and they didn't say in the article what station it's on, okay. but it's, it's on an HD sub-channel. But you've got yeah. a lot of, you got more Spanish stations than you used to uh, um, with uh, Coast to Eagle, I mean, tra translators and stuff. Let's just go up and down the dial, you'll see two or three Spanish Oh, yeah, there's the, the whole uh, upper end of the dial is, you know, pretty much other than MEX up there by themselves and, and Bloomberg beyond uh you know, 1260 or so, it's it's pretty much all foreign language. 1260 on, so it's pretty much all foreign language. Oh, maybe, that, maybe that will be the savior for AM radio. I don't know, but... Uh, I think gonna, it will, unfortunately. It's gonna, but what bothers me is, yes, they want to save AM radio. I get that, and I think it's I, I, I think it's important to save it. I mean, I guess it's important to save it. I, I, I know a Why? friend of mine... What? Well, you said the same thing, and, 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 and my friend, a friend of mine who wrote me and said the same thing, he says... Why are they bothering to save AM radio? Well, I, I exactly. guess I guess I understand what they're saying, but there are areas of the country like like if you go to upstate New York and you go towards like Port Jervis, which is in uh, that area when Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York come together in a sense. Uh, there are there are places in that area where there there are no FM radio stations, or if the FM radio stations yeah. are there, the signal is so bad. But but then again, uh, and and you know, when you travel from let's say New York to Syracuse. There are parts of that area on the thruway where forget about getting any AM ra FM radio stations, but some of the AM radio stations. There's a through. there's a lot of the West that doesn't have a lot of FM. I mean, I, there's a lot of I ten, but Texas, I, I thought Arizona and place like but, that that don't have. Uh, here's FM. my thought: What about making another alternate band for F for FM uh, for AM radio stations? That would that would be uh, find other other space for those AM radio stations, so they'd be like FM, and they and it would and it would work for, for electric cars. I mean, the bottom line is. You have an electric car, and I took an Uber, and the guy had a Tesla, and I had a transistor radio with me, and I tried listening to it, and the, the 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 noise from the motor, you couldn't get any AM radio station whatsoever. But he had his FM radio on, and it worked perfectly. So uh, you know, it, oh, you it were blessed. It, what's, what? Say it again, Bernie. You were I'm sorry. blessed. You couldn't <laughs> yeah. get AM. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> a lot of a lot of Jeff, what they use to say why you should save AM radio, and I know a lot of people. In here would say, well, we listen to ball games and this and this on it. But what they a lot of the is, a lot of them say is, well, you gotta, um, it, it's your emergencies and things like this. Well, trust me, I can tell you. After two days ago, we had an Amber Alert issued on Tuesday afternoon, and the my HD radio went off, and it was on FM. My iPhone went off, and then if that weren't enough. I was asleep at four o'clock in the morning, and the darn things went off again. <laughs> wow! And, and the so, problem was so, they were looking. They so were they looking for sure, you. They, they made sure that I knew that that alert was out there, and by, and oh, by four a.m. it had already been canceled. I was gonna, and the, yeah. the problem was Terry. They were uh, Perry. They were looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it may have been. Yeah. Isn't, isn't the excuse they use that uh, oh the FEMA stations are tied into AM or something? Even though couldn't they tie them into FM stations? I think. Couldn't? Sure they could. Uh, well, I mean. Huh. I, instead of making that AM station a translator or an FM station, just put that translator on for God's sakes. I mean, it's, it's time to maybe it's time yeah. to move on. I mean, I mean I'm, just license translators and be done with it. That's what I say. I yeah. mean, maybe that's the way. Maybe that's the way to. So, I don't, go ahead, Bernie. I think Jeff. I think your your question kind of sounded like uh, AM is there are no good things happening on AM. They need to make good things happen on AM so people listen. Well, that's the same with. With HD radio, they they just nobody's got the money to make it happen. You know, 
all of a sudden there's just no money for somebody to go, I'm going to make this AM station number one. You know, and you're right, and you know, you're so happen. right, Bernie. I mean, you're right. I mean, you know as well as I that Dan Dockich will get some listeners, but he's not going to be number one in the ratings on 1430. Right, but, right. But he will have some listeners. And again, sure. WFAN AM gets a lot of listeners. They're 50,000 watts. They still have a better signal in, in some areas than the, than the FM, but that's why they do, That's why they haven't separated the programming from WFAN AM right. and WFAN FM, and that's why WINS still carries it on FM. Even though they 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 kind of downplay the AM, they they say you're listening to 1010 wins on 90 through 3 FM, and then and they're doing the same thing with KYW in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They you KNX know, also KNX. Yeah. They don't even mention 1070 anymore, except at the top of the hour when they do the ID. Yeah. that's it. You're right, yep. you're, Sean. Yep. You're doing good tonight. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Don't, don't tell him that, Jeff. It'll go to his head. Yeah. Oh. oh. You're right about that. No, but I mean, it it it, it is an interesting pr- pr- predicament that we're in, and and there's enough uh, peop- uh, congressmen in the House to save AM radio. I don't know where it's going to end up in the Senate, but definitely the House has a majority. So apparently, the speaker uh, used to be a uh, talk show host on AM. Oh, I didn't know that. Who, who I, was Chris Johnson, uh, the right. speaker? Yes. Wow. I have heard that. Now in the Senate, there was a bill also to save AM radio, and that was drafted by. Uh, Cruz and Markey. Cruz and yeah. Markey work together on that. <laughs> well, what will mm-hmm. happen is that Senate bill and that House bill will be merged, and there'll be compromises on both sides of the aisle, of both sides promoting the bill, and something will come up to save AM radio, but for how long, who knows? Uh, right. see, like the idea that he, that Josh Gottenheimer, the congressman in New Jersey, says we want to put a sticker on the window of the car saying that this car doesn't have AM radio, yeah, so be aware right. that you may be, that. may be in an area where, where if, if you have no FM, you may be, it may be unsafe because you may not be able to get EBS messages and stuff like that. I don't think that's going to go anywhere. But No. I don't you know. know what, though? Well, you know what, though, Jeff? 99% of those people have the smartphones that are driving out there, and if there's a message right. that needs to get to you, it'll go in that smartphone. Yep. Jeff, the cat's already had the kittens. It's too we late. Know. <laughs> don't, put, don't bring the kids to my house, Bill, please. Yeah, it's already <laughs> happened. It's too late. It's too late. It's I, I think too... this, 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 this should have been solved. Car radio. That's <laughs> right. This should have been years, done years ago. I think that there should have been an alternative for AM years ago. And you're right, it is, it is too late. You can see it in Europe where there are countries where AM radio is just about completely gone. So uh, you go to Norway, you know, there aren't any AM radio stations. Oh, really? Go to the, the United no, Kingdom. When I was, and maybe, when I was maybe, in Jamaica, there, there was no AM there. Come to no, Naples, Florida. Not. There's only three that I can get that they're not even in Naples. So there's only three stations I can get on the AM band. So it's gone, wow. Jeff. I, 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 I'm not yeah. disagreeing. I'm just, I, I brought it up because I thought but, it might be something interesting we could talk about. Right. <laughs> You know what, though, Bill? We don't have to save Jennifer Sparks because she doesn't need saving because she's good enough on her own with these call letters. Oh, that's that's not too late yeah. for her. No, it's not, not too late for her. And she, and, she will, oh, and she will always be around, and we know that. So, so mm-hmm. Perry, yeah. I mean, Perry is a master of transition. If things <laughs> get go. off yes, course, is. Jeff is dwelling about stuff 50, 60 years ago. You're Perry's right, I do. driving <laughs> on. So Harry takes it right to the curb. Right. Unbelievable. (laughs) And he didn't even know it. That's pretty good. (laughs) Listen to those call letters. Oh, I think he knew it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's about that time. Yeah. 
Hello everyone, I'm Jennifer Sparks and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of February 1st. Wow. KLIF FM 93.3 Haltom City, Texas changes calls to WBAP FM WHEL FM 93.7 Sanibel, Florida changes format from not available to CHR WAZL AM 730 Nanticoke, Pennsylvania changes slogan from Ola Radio to Ritmo FM WLFN FM 105.1 Waverly, Tennessee changes calls to WJZM FM and changes slogan from 105.1 The Train to 105.1 The Wolf. KRGT FM 99.3 Sunrise Manor, Nevada changes slogan from 99.3 FM Latino Mix to Latino Beats Las Vegas. KXGO FM 99.5 Willow Creek, California changes slogan from KXGO 99.5 to 106.7 The Edge. WBGY FM 90.3 Naples, Florida changes City of License to Everglades City. KOKO FM 94.3 Kerman, California changes format from Not Available to Ethnic. KEEA FM 90.1 Aberdeen, South Dakota changes slogan from American Family Radio to Praise FM. WAXU FM 91.1 Troy, Alabama changes slogan from American Family Radio to The Wind. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week for All Things Radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a very good week. Thank you, Jennifer. Wow. And just on a quick personal note, my mother-in-law came in and handed me a drink, and I'm thinking it's going to be one of those crushed margaritas. And what was it but a cup of coffee with ice or something in it? I'm not sure. But it's not margarita. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, now you're just going to have to get through the show without any. Uh, I guess I am. I, guess, I don't so. know if I can make. Yeah, it. You might have to go to Margaritaville sometime. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. Yeah. So yep. that WBGY, I, I think it was in Naples. What are what are they, uh, Bill? What are they doing? I have no idea. I have no. I've okay. never listened to. What are they? Ninety point. Ninety point three. So it's non-commercial. Non might be religion. Might be Probably religion. a religious station. There's a lot of well. Religious stations, they're not a commercial My band in the South. Radio somehow skipped some of those for some I don't know what the problem is. Bernie taught me well. I don't know. I've never listened well, to Well, they changed the city of license. You're out of luck now. Well, no, that means nothing. That, that, only, mean, that only means that they didn't even move the translator. They just changed they the city of license. Well, the no, translator, I should say. Evergreen City is just about three miles from here. So yeah. I, yeah. I, but I, bet it, I bet it was hell. I bet it was hell getting that 93.7 on that WHEL. I bet it was hell getting them on. You know, yeah. I wish they yeah. would stream because I'd like to be able to listen to them. But I, but the company, I think that's the same company that may own that WAVV, which which you can't get, which I like that radio station, and they don't they don't let you they don't let you listen unless you're in in the uh, in Florida. So 
Uh, which was unfortunate because they well, geofenced the uh, operation. I might be hmm. persuaded to do your recording and send it to you. Oh, it'd be nice if you do that. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So it is literally hell to get that station. Yeah. It it, 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 it <laughs> is not that not that I might like the format, but at least I'd like to know what it is so I can I can feature yeah, it. That's yeah, part so of my, that, for the devil all the time and uh, Marty Robbins, yeah. devil woman. You know, just music like that. Thank you, Cliff Richards. No, never mind. All I'm going to say <laughs> is they used to be Trump yeah, radio. Yeah. Trump it's a different radio. devil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. oh, oh okay. <laughs> they were Trump radio, and then they went to Al radio. That's right. Oh. That, that, was, that, that was, remember that. That was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, a while back. But they've been hell yes and hell no and whatever. So they're just trying to be different. Yeah. Yeah. It's like smooth jazz. So, uh, I have a friend of mine who wishes he says, "I want that to come back." I said, "It's not coming back." It had a lot of listeners, but it didn't have enough of a lot of listeners. And uh, no. but the listeners they had did stick around. It have it did have a cum where people where they knew people would listen, and they they didn't uh, tune away, but they didn't have enough of them. So, and they didn't yeah. have the right demographic at that point. So, but you know, yeah. some consultant will say, "Let's do it over again," and and a, a station owner will will buy it since it hasn't been done yeah. for a while, and you'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah. The one I wish could have made it was Jammin' Oldies. Now, I thought that was the one that really it didn't yeah, work around long, but it was good. I oh, never yeah, understood why it didn't make it. I you know agree. why? You know why it didn't, why make, didn't it? make it? Because the one, no. the Jammin' Oldies I heard here in Albany, New York, and the one in New York City on uh, 105.1, and maybe the one in, uh, they had one big problem. They had such a narrow playlist that they that they could yeah, play they the did. same things over oh. and over and yeah. over. It was ag- agnosium mm. trying to listen to them, where where. If they would have broadened the playlist a little bit, they would have done well. It's like that station we featured in St. Louis, the Fox FM that Mike like Loft likes. They have a very, very broad yeah. playlist. They play a lot of different music. I right. don't know how successful that radio station is going to be. From a Melissa perspective, from my perspective, I thought it was an interesting station. Is it going to do well? Well, only time will tell. That was the problem with WQEW when they were doing Nostalgia. They um, played the same stuff over and over again. They had they had a good if they put that on the FM would it have worked who knows but but classical music was king at that point so uh, you know what can you say but they had a lot of good announcers Mike and I I listened to them a lot so they they certainly well they took the format right from when when uh, Bloomberg got a hold of WNEW they moved the pretty themselves pretty much lock stock and barrel to 1560 that's right that's correct right so I think really. These years are going to be interesting. I'm waiting for the day, and I think it's going to happen, Bernie, when radio stations will buy time on Sirius XM satellite radio, and they'll geofence them. So if you're in New York, you'll get the New York City radio stations, but you won't be able to get them if you're in Indiana, or if you won't be able to get the Indiana radio stations if you're in New York. It'll be just like cable eventually. I really believe yeah. that's going to wow. happen. Wow. That would, be, oh, that would make sense. That'd that would be make sense. And, and you, could, you, you could see a company like iHeart where – you would get Kiss here and Jammin', but you wouldn't get them in the New York. Yeah, stuff like that. I wouldn't be happy with yeah. that. That, but but I again, wouldn't either. I, would, I, 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 I do see that stuff. as a very good possibility. But you know what do I? What do I know? That's why yeah. we have tune in. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yep, that's right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah that's go. why we have tune in, right there. Well, I guess Jeff, it's time for a feature you found for me. Yeah, Charles um, Osgood. I liked Charles Osgood. I mean, who, who yep, doesn't who? like the Osgood file and who didn't like Charles yeah, Osgood when he great. hosted Sunday morning on CBS television. But I remember when he got it. Well, I, I wish I had air checks of him when he was doing classical music at WGMS FM in Washington, DC, or when he worked in Hartford, Connecticut, or when he 
when he originally worked at, at ABC Radio Network. I remember he did news for the ABC Radio Network uh, back in 1965. I remember that very well. But it was 1967, and I don't have the exact date. And unfortunately, they didn't give the exact date on That's this thing. That's why we have it, Chris. <laughs> maybe you yeah. remember. It, it happened in August. It's a Sunday night, and the plane crashes into the tower that holds WACBS AM and WNBC AM on High Island in the Bronx, New York. And yeah, I think I heard it was uh, the Monday they were going to co- <clears throat> go on was August 28th. Yeah, and, uh, and, the, the, and they the couldn't tower go on. Then. The tower was hit, and so they had to put the all-news format on the FM, which was WCBS-FM, which had the young sound. And so they kept the all-news on the FM from 5 in the morning until, I think, 8 o'clock at night. I, I don't remember, but they, they, they somehow got the AM back on the air with low power until they could get the new tower and everything put up. But it was a disaster, and here it is. 2024 and WCBS AM is still all news. Unfortunately, they don't do as well as WINS, and uh, but that's you know that's that. But well, but it's a different like focus, it. as I've I've said. It's it's more international. It's a little more broad based. Whereas um, W, it, it's like if you got the New York Times, that's the CBS, the New York Post, and not I'm not talking about right, right wing and left. I'm talking about what the, what they're going to focus on. New York Post is going to focus on the crime scene, the you know what the latest. Uh, you know, robbery or whatever, and the Times is going to be more into the, you know, the the, the broader national, international news. And, and, they, and they also remember they also had more of the network features at WCBS AM. So right. Like for example, if the, it was a Mike Wallace feature, or there was a Harry Reason news and commentary, or if there was a Dan Rather commentary, they would put those things on as well. So you know. Yeah. They, whatever they, happened to that show that they were doing? They used to advertise it on there when they used to do the CBS Evening News on WCBS. That thing where on Friday nights they'd have a show from some uh, somebody would interview people at a restaurant or something. They'd have that on WCBS. Um, you know, it's like a, a, a weekly show, and you know, just different feature, long, longer length. And of course, they've also got the uh, the Mets and Rutgers uh, sports. So you know, Rutgers basketball. So they've they've got a little sports mixed in just to break it up a bit. That's true. Let's see what this sounds like. Looking forward to Charles Osgood. You can't talk about WCBS without talking about the one voice, the only voice that was on then in 1967 when we signed on, and the same voice is on today, 45 years later. It's got to be Charles Osgood. Hello. Hello, hello, Wayne. Yes, indeed. I, I never imagined uh, uh, 45 years ago when we, when WCBS News 88, we had prepared for, the, for that moment, and then a, a plane crashed into the tower at High Island. And uh, it put us off the air. And also what was then WNBC, which, which shared that tower with us. We were back on the air in a few days, but the grand opening uh, turned out not to be possible. Did you think, what, oh my goodness, what have I done? What, are we doomed? Is this a sign from the heavens? Uh, did you, were you confident 45 years ago that you'd still be sitting here today in 2012, 45 years later, on the same radio station doing the same kind of thing? Yes, the thoughts crossed my mind. You know, if, I wonder if 45 years from now I'll be doing the same thing. It's, it just shows you I have, I have no imagination. I'm still doing the same thing I was doing then. You know, you like to, on your CBS Sunday morning broadcast, which everyone loves, have a page from the Almanac. Well, guess Guess what? You are the almanac this time. You are 45 years of all news radio, which when you think about it, um, it's really an amazing history. When you think of all the things that have happened in 45 years, all the stories you've covered, all the events that we've all shared together. And we see so much change in how we get information now. Everyone's so smart and up to date constantly because they have so many ways of hearing things. What is it about WCBS that gives you something a little extra that that, that gives you more than just the headlines? Of course, I have framed all of those 45 years through 
through my work with WCBS. And I, and I think a lot of people, anybody who lives within the listening area, which is a very big listening area for, w, for WCBS, uh, this, is the, this is the station they go to to, to, to keep in touch with, uh, w- with the world, not just this area, but with the world. And, uh, and, I, and I think radio is still the best. You know, I, I, I do television, and I like to, I like to think of, uh, of radio, though, as the, as the main thing that I do. And, and all of my work, that, and for all of the, my friends who are all in this area, uh, WCBS is, the, is, is what you think of when you say, when you say I, wonder, you know, I wonder what's going on. You turn on to WCBS, and you, can, and you can find out. But there are other stations that do news, and all news. And there are websites, and there are cable channels 24-7. There's something about this radio station that I felt since I was a young listener listening to you way back when, and still do. Well, I think we were handed something very special uh, because because CBS News was already there, had established itself as the preeminent broadcast news organization. We had the tradition of Ed Morrow and 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 Eric Severide and and of Walter Cronkite and of uh, Charles Corralt, my predecessor on uh, Sunday morning. Uh, and people knew these people and trusted them, and so we we were handed quite a lot of responsibility when they said, "Okay, we're going to be telling you the news all the time." And on an ongoing 24-7 basis, you can find out what's happening in the world best by tuning into to, uh, news radio. And, I, and so I, I think that's the, that's the secret. And because, because we were handed that legacy, we, we, we took it seriously and tried to, tried to continue in, the, in, that, in that tradition that uh, this is, you know, when you hear it here, you can be you can be sure that it's it, it's going to be accurate. CBS had deep pockets, thankfully, still does. But at the time, this was a, a launch. This was a, an upstart. This was something brand new, and no one knew if it would work. Um, did you think it would work? Did you wonder how, how will we fill twenty four hours a day with news? Isn't isn't it funny how anybody could have ever imagined that you could not fill twenty four hours a day with the news? It it is there's so much going on all the time, and. Uh, I, I think the, the the idea that that uh, golly, there's just no news today. I I may have mentioned uh, to you before that that I know that the BBC at the, there were times when the BBC would say, "And now the news, there is no news." <laughs> but, <laughs> let me let me try that today and see what happens. Yes, I I don't think you can say that. <laughs> but 45 years is a really good start. What does the future look like? The beauty of it is that nobody knows what it's going to look like. Nobody knows that you can't read the future. Some people want you to, you know, they, they say, well, you do the news, you know, what, what do you think is going to happen? We can, rep- we can report the, the past, we can, uh, we can try to find out what's going on and, and report those things that we know aren't going on now, but nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows who's going to win the next election, nobody knows well, how this, this uh, very dicey economic situation uh, will, will work out, not just for the United States, but for a lot of other countries in the world, too. There is, or they talk about the global economy. It is global. And anything that happens here affects the rest of the world. And anything that happens in the rest of the world affects us, too. So you have to have your... You, you have to be aware. And a, awareness of what's going on in the world is... Uh, it's, it, it's a responsibility. I mean, for, for, to be a, a, a civilized human being these days, you, you need to know. And I think, uh, it, you know, only in those places where... The, the the government doesn't want you to find out what's going on. Uh, is is that a problem? And that and that's hard to fight because of the internet and and all of that now. 
Uh, but I, I think it's, it's great work that we do. I mean, I, what I think Jefferson had had said that that uh, as far as he was concerned, the, the a free press was was more important than than the government because uh, because if you didn't have a free press, uh, then the audience the audience. I, I I really shouldn't refer to the people out there as the audience, but 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 a lot of them are in the in the audience for us. Do you think Wayne? Do you think when you when you're broadcasting, of however many hundreds of thousands of people maybe listening to? I think of one person. I don't know who that person is, but I think of one person I'm speaking to and hopefully relating to. And you know, I learned that from the likes of Charles Osgood and so many great names that have come by this radio station and others over the years. Yes, if you, if you think that you're talking to millions of people and you try to address them, you're gonna use a different, completely different tone of voice than you would use otherwise. True. And, I, and for my own, people have asked me a number of times and I said, well, what I think of, my sister, and I were very close. We were, we were Irish twins. We were both born in the in the same year, me in January and she in uh, December. And I know that she always thought I was very funny, and and she laughed at all my jokes, and and she she enjoyed me. And I want the audience to enjoy me, so I pretend I'm talking to my sister. Nice. <laughs> I always assume the person listening is smarter than I am, because chances are they are. I've met our I've met our listeners at many functions, and some pretty bright, educated, smart, fun people who listen. And I think that helps me. I hope I don't talk down to people. That's that's the main aim that I have, because I realize. It's a privilege to be able to speak to such very well-read, interesting people. And you know, you're right when you say that. I mean, I, I have suspected for a long time that the audience was smarter than we are. I, unfortunately, I think there are some people in, the, in, our, in our business who, who think that they know so much more than the audience that they have to dumb it down or the audience won't know what they're talking about. But we, I've learned time and time again over these 45 years of association with WCBS that if I say something that that is deserving of, uh, of, of criticism, I'll get it. <laughs> because Absolutely. they're listening, they're, they're paying attention to what you say, and uh, they're tolerant and they're understanding, but they, they're not gonna let you get away with it. The only thing worse than getting criticism is getting nothing. And that means no one's listening or paying attention or cares. It's great that people have passion about what we do. You have passion about telling stories, about writing. What's your advice if somebody asks you, how do I speak or write more colorfully? Well, I think there are there are ways that you you know they, they suggest that you write. I mean, there there are lots of books on writing and how to do this. But I think we all love to tell each other stories. I mean, if something happened that you want to tell your wife about when you get home uh, from from work, or something you saw, or she's got something that happened in the neighborhood that she wants to tell you about. It's not you don't you don't try to make it colorful. You you, you really want to say what it is that happened. You want to you want to convey that the the story as you saw it, as you know it, and it is a story. A story is something somebody did or something that happened to somebody, and and what makes it a story is that is that it it, it is either typical of what happens to people or it's a story that's going to affect our lives. Or this is an example of how what's going on in the world can can affect our lives. We can we you put yourselves into a story. You know that's why they I mean, the protagonist in a story is somebody that that you can put yourself in that position and you can um, you can sympathize and you can understand. So I think that's you know 
Don Hewitt, who was, was the, certainly the best uh, television well, news producer that, that, that I ever heard of, used to say that the, the fundamental question, the fundamental thought that you have to have in your mind is, is to answer the question, tell me a story. Tell me a story. It's like a little kid. Mm -hmm. And we all like to be told stories. And I think you're, you know, you're spot on when you, when, you, uh, when you say that. But I think trying to, make, trying to affect some kind of uh, uh, artificial coloring, you know, uh, that doesn't work. But if you, tell, if you, saw, you saw something happen, you will tell it in an animated sort of way if it's, if it's the kind of thing that bears that. If it bores you and you're telling somebody that, that, and, that, and you're boring about it, then they're not going to want to hear it. And that's not, that's, uh, there's no reason for you to tell that story. Telling interesting stories for 45 years on WCBS, the venerable Charles Osgood, the Osgood File, CBS Sunday Morning with Charles Osgood. We love you and we are really happy to have you around. Thank you. Same here, Wayne. We lost a great one. I thought yeah, he was excellent. I used to, yep. used to sure love did. that Osgood yeah. file. He mm -hmm. was very good at what he did. And uh, and I remember the first day at WCBS listening to him. And he was like, very good. If you think he was good with the Osgood file and you think he's good doing news for CBS Network, because he did that as well. He did. I, I can tell you that he did a great <clears> job <throat> as a local anchor on WCBS AM. Very, very good. Uh, very, very good reporter. Very good person. And... Uh, Unfortunately, he passed away at the age of 91 from, uh, they, they finally did say that was from the causes of dementia, which is sad because yeah. this is a guy that was such a brilliant guy. Are there any memories that, he, that, bring, that this brings back for you, Chris, at all? I just liked uh, his poems, you know, when he'd do them on the Osgood file. That was great. And uh, BZ really, uh, of course, they're owned and operated by CBS at that time, but they were always, had, you know, the Osgood file, that they would always, at the top of the hour, they'd tell you that was coming up at 25 past and all that. And, <laughs> They played them, you know, all morning long, and the uh, I, he reminds me. I think I said this last week. He reminds me a, a different style, different, uh, you know, uh, geography, different everything of Paul Harvey because they both had I, something unique to bring to the table. They were doing things that other people were not doing, and they were they were able to do things that people liked for so long and so many years that they were like local broadcasters. I mean, people all over the country would say, oh, wait a minute, I can't uh, leave for work right now. I want to hear the Osgood file or, or uh, I want to hear the rest of the story or whatever with Paul. And, you know, that is something that's hard to do on a national basis on radio, especially after the golden days of radio. But they managed to do it. And that that's something that I, I don't know how many other people we can say that about uh, in, in the medium in the last, let's say, 50 years, well, that people I, I will all remember... No matter what, you know, you might say, oh, Dallas Townsend, you know who he was, or, or Bob Trout. And people kind of do, but you, you mentioned Paul Harvey and Charles Osgood, and people totally know who they are. Well, you know, it's yeah. a different era. Now, um, Bill talks about me in the past, but I think we learn from the past. I mean, <laughs> I guess I, I get nobody, but Bill is <laughs> right. You ought to be a genius, <laughs> I wish I, I wish I was. But, you know, uh, I mean, I, I, I used to love to hear my dad talk about people that he'd like on the radio. Yeah. For example, he loved Gabriel Heater. He right. liked yeah. uh, Cedric Foster, who worked at CBS. You might remember him, Bill. Uh, yeah, he was on Mutual, yeah. yeah. And he liked uh, Quincy Howe. He liked yep. um, all these news and commentators who had Fulton Lewis. He liked uh, George Hamilton Combs. He, and, and all mm -hmm. those people had opinions. Today, of course, radio is, is very much different. It's not that, that and, it, and it has changed. I'm not, and I'm not saying it should go back to what it was, but it was a different era. And, and I think Charles Osgood bridges the gap between... 
the past and the present in, in a sense with, right. with what he was doing. But he didn't yeah. do opinions much. Right. That was more Paul Harvey's thing. He would do his commentaries and he'd say something he'd say, uh, you know, and you'd know what he thought about it or yeah. whatever. And that was his style. He was he was an older. He was more of the school of um, you know those commentators that you're talking about. Whereas exactly. Charles was reporting the news, but with a with a lighter side, with a little twist, with a, with a little unique way of looking at things and. Mm. You know, it wasn't as you knew that Paul Harvey, where Paul Harvey was politically, you know, that he was a, a moderate but to the right kind of kind of guy. Yeah. But, you know, hey. you didn't really know where Charles was. He was a journalist. Every Sunday it, night at 6 p.m., our house had to be quiet because my father and mother loved to listen to Drew Pearson with predictions <laughs> of things to come. Yes. And then Jack Anderson took it over. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember. But, yeah. You know, the first the first big <clears throat> memory of, of Charles Osgood as I was kind of growing up. Remember the Falklands War back in the early eighties? Yes. Most people yes. didn't yeah. even, most people didn't even know where the Falklands were. And on one of those Osgood files, he explained to you where it was. There you go. And everything mm -hmm. about I it. I mean one. it was totally serious. That's right. Jerry, what yeah. would what, what would you like to say to us from Indiana, Pennsylvania, Jerry? Go ahead. Well, uh, Charles Asgood, you know, he helped me understand things, too. You know, when he'd do those little poems that he would do, it, it, you know, he, he would uh, put things in an interesting light, and, it, it, you know, it it really helped me to understand things. He really helped me to understand things. Didn't he have a program called Flair or something like that? He was, yes, that was on the ABC network. He did, he, yeah. he was one of the many contributors who did that. Now, now Jerry, I mean, I know you're from you're from the Pennsylvania, and you remember people in radio there. Tell me about do you do you remember? I'm going to give you a name and see if you remember it. And Bill's going to say, "Uh oh, here he goes again." Taylor Grant. Do you remember Taylor Grant? Yes, he worked out of Philly. That's right. Uh, yep, I used to listen to him. Yeah, and he did news. And, he, he did news and commentary. Remember? Y yes, he did. All right, just want to see if you were on the ball, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, okay. I, I appreciate it. Well, hey, the, hey, the Jeff, question I have uh, is Jeff. One, hold, on, hold on, Chris. Jeff, one okay. little piece of breaking news here. This is not necessarily radio, but you've heard this guy on the radio, obviously. Uh, Darius Rucker, according to multiple sources, has been arrested on a drug charge. You know Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. He was the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. Yep, and he was, and as a lady, he was a country singer. And what was yeah, he arrested okay. on? And I saw a, dr a drug I, charge. Oh well, that that I doesn't saw really. I an make... article. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Article on him a couple weeks ago. I saw an article from uh, Dan Rather, and he was talking about what a, a really nice guy he is and how down to earth he is. <laughs> and now he's, he's on a drug <laughs> charge. No, he was he was on, he was on nice Downers, that, drugs he was too. Downers that day, I guess. You know, nice guys do yeah, drugs too. Know. Hey, you know. Oh. Now, I, I wanted to ask Jeff okay. about the history of WCBS in that, I, you know, we know about WINS and KYW and how they started in 65, but uh, WCBS, were they the first one or was KCBS or KNX or how did that go? Uh, I'm in WINS I, was the first in New York. I, can't, I don't yeah. know about the other, other places. But, but I mean the CBS the, ones, KNX and uh, KCBS. I don't have that information, but I'll try to get that for you. But yeah, one thing they did before they did all news is they, they, they started gradually by doing all news segments in the morning, and then they kept calling the news up to the minute news. And finally, in August 28th of 1967 is when they made the switch to all news. But it wasn't 24 hours of all news at that point. 
It was all news. And then at 8 o'clock at night for a while, they would have music with Phil McLean and then music to Vaughn with, uh, with Bob Hall or whoever hosted it because they had different Don yeah. Robertson. And the reason they did that is because that was sponsored by American Airlines, and American That's Airlines right. had the contract to run that out. And once that ran out, they would 24 hours of all news, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep, we had musical done on EEI here as well. Yeah, KRLD had it. It was, it was on a lot of CBS uh, stations, not necessarily yeah, on those, but CBS affiliated stations. Right. I mean, it was on WBBM AM in Chicago, Illinois. Right. It was on KBS. So if you were an American hub or if you had flights coming in, but like, for example, St. Louis and Philadelphia didn't have it because they didn't have American. No, that's correct. So I guess yeah, it's closest... about that time. I'm going to have to yep, be Perry guess... for a second. Hey. Yeah, Perry, why don't you you transition us, Perry? (laughs) I think it's time to go to that feature, Jeff, isn't it? Air check, air check. We're going to go to where I live. Transitioner in training is Perry at this time. Yeah, yeah, for about three years I lived here in this fair city of Cleveland, Ohio. And Mm. I even used to listen to WGAR. Now, I don't know if this is the FM or the AM. Which one is it, Jeff? AM or yes, FM? WGA twelve twenty WGAR AM. And before they before this air check, I mean, before this time, it was by nineteen seventy one when they got Dynamis. Before then, they were just a stodgy kind of old, very old line middle of the road station. Well, but this station they, certainly there went Christian for a long time. Well, but then they went sports for a little bit. Now they're back to Christian Salem. I think they're owned by Salem. Yeah, they own. Yeah. And, and what I can remember about WGAR in this point in time is that they knew it was, at some point it was coming to an end. Um, and they, they, did the, they did their kind of GAR format in the day, and they tried doing smooth jazz at night. That didn't work out. And as you know, they were sold and everything else. But at this time in the history of WGAR, they were owned by Nationwide Communications, NCR, Nationwide Communications Radio, same people that own Nationwide Insurance. Yeah, that's right. true. And I used to get that. And, to listen to them in Indiana too, and they'd come in at night, and I don't even know if you can get twelve twenty anymore. I really haven't paid much no attention. No interest, really. Yeah. No reason to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, they were right. good back then, though, for a while. Well, we'll give you a little reason to listen in nineteen seventy six. Jeff from <laughs> the past, right here. Here we go, Jeff. This week, in my classic air check segment, we're taking the virtual time machine back to March 29th, 1976. And we're going to listen to one of my favorite radio stations. The radio announcer we're going to listen to is Fig Newton. And I think you're going to like this radio station. I used to listen to this radio station regularly when I was living in Syracuse, New York. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy radio station WGAR AM in Cleveland, Ohio, from March 29th, 1976, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Music and more on WGAR. Oh, my, my. It's 502 with Fig Newton at WGAR. When a matter of moments, you'll have a chance to win any album your heart desires. Well, if I were you, I would definitely keep my fingers by the phone. Oh, what a night. WGAR means music and more. Say it and win in the phrase of page right contest for seasons and home. Oh, what a night. A heavy breathing going on in that record. It's 506 with Fig Newton at WGAR. Spring is definitely here. I have a springtime feeling. It's in the air. You can see signs of spring everywhere. Engineer Arnie changed his underwear. That's a good sign of spring. 
Just uh, moments ago, I was in Rayul's office, and Rayul was in there unbending his golf clubs. Definitely a sign of spring. Rain tonight and rain tomorrow, also a sign of spring. Low tonight at 48, tomorrow's high 65, and I have 60. At Cardinal, you get more for your money. At Cardinal, federal savings. So easily and conveniently. At Cardinal, federal savings. If you receive a Social Security check, here's great news. Cardinal Federal Savings Check Guard Service lets you have your Social Security check deposited directly to your savings account. There'll be no more risk of loss, theft, or forgery of your Social Security payments. No more worry about checks coming when you're not home. In addition, you earn five and a quarter percent daily interest from the day we receive your check from the government. So be smart. Stop in at any Cardinal Federal office and fill out the necessary forms. We will take care of all the rest. And there is no charge for this service. At Cardinal Federal Savings, you always get more for your money. Member FSLIC. Dateline, February 25th at the bus stop. Excuse me, but can I ask you a personal question? How personal? Can you tell me what kind of pantyhose you're wearing? They're big pantyhose. Oh, and where'd you get them? Mm, that's too personal. April 9th. Hey, Judy, those pantyhose you've got on look great. Yeah, well, they're big pantyhose, and all they cost is 99 cents. Big makes pantyhose? Yeah. Where'd you get them? It what? These incidents are real, but unnecessary. There is no shortage of big pantyhose in the immediate area. The pantyhose that fits everywhere is available everywhere. Big pantyhose, 99 cents, has never stretched so far. <laughs> oh, um, excuse me, but can you tell me where you get your big pantyhose? Uh, a friend of uh, my sister's hairdresser. Send them to me from Boston. Vic, the people who rewrote the history of pens and sparked a revolution in lighting are doing the same for pantyhose. Vic Pantyhose, available at most Revco discount drug centers, Beeler's Markets, Discount Drug Mart, Dairy Dell Stores, and Medic Discount Drug. Can I flick your Vic? W-G-A-R and Roy O. Uh, Arbison. That's who. At 511 with Fig Newton. Uh, I was preoccupied. I'm sorry. We were sitting here discussing, uh, me and J.R. Nelson, uh, various things. We've been trying for the last two or three days here to think of some new, exciting station promotions to do. Uh, springtime is, is contest time, promotion time. We were trying to think of some exciting, death-defying promotion we could do, and we thought of a pretty good one. A real, a real death-defying act. What we're going to do is uh, take the shock absorbers off JR's car and have him drive down Brook Park Road. WGAR could be fatal. Where is love? <laughs> WGAR, where is that love? A little lower and to the left. Let's do it. Put a black and Donnie Hathaway, take new to 514. Revised Cleveland weather, showers and thunder showers. Through tomorrow, low of 48, tomorrow's high 65, and we have 60. Honey, did you take the car down to Eddie's station for a muffler? It's really getting bad. Uh-huh. Oh, did you have to leave the car? No. Nope. Uh, I told you it was a good idea for me to make friends with Eddie. You know, he's a good kid. Jim, I didn't leave the car because he said it would take three weeks to get the muffler parts. Oh. Well, then, did you take it down to Jerry's Motor City? Jerry sold me that car. You know we're like that, good old Jerry and me? Yeah, well, that's probably why good old Jerry put us very first on the waiting list for an appointment a week 
from Friday. A week from Friday? Oh, wow. The neighbors are going to start complaining. No, they won't. They won't? No, after Eddie's and Jerry's, I took the car to Midas. I was in and out in 30 minutes with a new muffler. When you're in a hurry, nobody's faster than Midas. For mufflers or shocks, come to Midas. We're specialists. We have to do a better job. And a faster job, too. In the Cleveland metropolitan area, there are 10 conveniently located Midas shops. Check your yellow pages for the one nearest you. It's the white collar, the heart's two-in-one collar That kills both ticks and fleas The dangerous tick season has begun That's why it's so important to put the heart's two-in-one collar on your pet right now Don't let terrible ticks live for days or weeks on your dog or cat Get the white collar, the heart's two-in-one collar today Get the white collar, the heart's two-in-one collar It kills both ticks and fleas With Fig Newton at WGAR. Police were called out to restore order at Cleveland Heights High School this afternoon. Chief Martin Lentz tells WGAR how it all started. Well, the first we knew about uh, any problems at the school was about 12.35 when one of our uh, mobile units reported that there was a large uh, uh, group of students gathering on the Cedar Road side of the high school and that there was a fight breaking out. Uh, as we understand that uh, now and all the facts that are not in is that uh, uh, apparently there was a, a fight that took place in the, in the school uh, earlier in the day and that uh, uh, as these par uh, parties were leaving the school that uh, uh, a group started to follow them. He says when school officials decided to dismiss class at 1.15, all the trouble started with the kids hitting the streets, two purse snatchings, and a strong-armed robbery. Four students and one non-student have been arrested. This is Tracy St. John reporting 1220 WGAR News. Gay Libbers lose one. That story and more news after this. I know they're the prettiest, and they're probably the most comfortable planes in the sky. Sandy Chandler is a flight attendant for American Airlines. Most of our planes have carry-on luggage racks in those fold-down middle seats and coach, and all of them have overhead storage compartments. But really, I think most people want something extra, and that's courtesy. Flight attendants who are there when you want them, being helpful, thoughtful, really, it's just being nice. And the day I can't be nice is the day I'll stop flying. Giving you a comfortable flight and flight attendants like Sandy Chandler are two of the things we do best. We're American Airlines. We're American Airlines, doing what we do best. 
Every business day, American offers you two nonstop flights to Los Angeles, including the earliest nonstop at 10 a.m. To find out more about what American does best, call your travel agent or American Airlines. Some states still have a say in what you can do in the privacy of your own home. The Supreme Court has ruled in a Virginia case that con- a consenting homosexuals engaging in sexual activity is a crime. Benson Woolman with the Ohio ACLU says we no longer have that law in the state books. Andy tells WGAR. The general privacy issue, which is what this is all about, uh, extends not only to people of the same sex, but to people of opposite sexes, because very often states pass laws that prohibit certain types of sexual activity amongst consenting adults of different sexes as well. There was a time in Ohio when it was illegal for adults of the opposite sex, married even, to engage in certain sexual acts. Hawthorne State Hospital Superintendent Dr. Barry Fireman says the board overseeing operations at the institution is rehiring fired workers, jeopardizing the safety of the staff and the residents there. Over the last brief period of time, individuals who we have removed and who we have documented who have been patient abusers have been reinstated by the Personnel Review Board with back pay. Uh, We feel that they have done that wantonly and flagrantly and arrogantly and have not considered all the facts in the case and are probably inappropriate to determine that case regardless in that they have no experience in mental health, mental retardation, either professionally or experientially. Andy says there should be another board name to oversee the operations at that institution. Patty Hearst put in a six-minute appearance in a Los Angeles courtroom today for arraignment on robbery, assault, and kidnapping charges. It was a very quick proceeding. Uh, Both attorneys and Patricia Hearst seemed cool, alert. There was little emotion evident except on the face of Mrs. Hearst, who nearly broke down when the 11 felony counts were read against her daughter. Sports, weather, and traffic next on 1220 WGAR News. I like to save up for a house, uh, save up enough money to go anywhere I want, anytime I want, have enough money to go to pro- see pro football games. Mm, there's just so many things I'd like to there save. There are lots of things in life to save like for, to save big money. things and little things. And the best way to save for them is with the Shaker Savers Club. Shaker Savers Club members save for the big things by depositing at least $25 a month or maintaining a balance of $1,000. They also save for the little things with special Savers Club discounts on a wide variety of goods and services all over town. They're building tomorrow by saving for the big things today at Shaker Savings. They're also enjoying today by saving on the little things with the Shaker Savers Club. How about you? Start building your tomorrow today with Shaker Savings. Today can make your day tomorrow. In sports tonight, the national basketball title is at stake with unbeaten Indiana going against Michigan. The Indians are having a rematch with the Padres after losing in yesterday's contest. The weather showers tonight with a low in the mid-40s. More rain tomorrow with a high in the mid-60s. The temperature 60, that's 16 Celsius. Now a check on the traffic conditions in the greater Cleveland area. Traffic on Interstate 271 southbound is very heavily backed up between Rockside and the Miles Avenue interchange. A truck has had some trouble there and traffic is just barely moving in the left lane. Granger Road near 17 and 21 Cloverleaf is still jammed up both ways and cars are moving slowly in a single lane there. And traffic is still a little slow at Lee Road and Interstate 480. WGAR updates the news in 25 minutes. 1220 WGAR and Ed DeSantis Station. WGAR. 
Cleveland. It is 5.30 and I'm Fig Newton at WGAR, where your chance to win any album you want is less than 15 minutes away. And I'm beside myself with anticipation. I mean, really. Whatever gets you through the night. Well, there you go. Memories of WGAR AM in Cleveland, Ohio on March 29th, 1976. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a classic air check that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595, hitting option 2 for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Well, there we go. And I moved to Cleveland in 78, so... I remember WJAR quite well. They were in amongst one of their other format changes, I think, at that particular <laughs> time. So it was multiple times. Alan Sorensen, thank like you very about, much, Ellen. Go ahead, Bernie. What I like about it is uh, I love their jingles. Yeah. yeah. Those jingles in the 70s, there were very few jingles that – just sounded so good on the radio, especially on AM. All those Pam's jingles are just great, Bernie. I, I agree with you there. I, yeah. I really, oh, yeah. I, re- I really do. And uh, Dave, New- uh, Dave or Fig Newton was a little bit crazy, a little bit out. But, you know, yeah. they had people like Bob Vernon, the good humor man. They had Joe Mayer in the middays. They had Don Imus, of course, in the morning. They had Mr. Music Norman Knight, who uh, was a musicologist who studied oldies and did a lot of music trivia on his show. And it was a... Interesting sounding radio station, so I really enjoyed. Yeah, and they that. had Lauren Wall, uh, Lauren uh, Owens, who was there and became part of Lauren and Wally. Came, he was there in like '73. But I liked Fig Newton. He reminded me of Jeff Kay. He just had he, his voice was a little like his, and his the lines that he came up with and the, the goofy stuff he was saying. And and, and I, I remember that's the way I remember them. About half the time they would play an oldie, and then a new one, then an old one, and you know mix them up, and and you know not super old, but the, from the last three or four years, and. Um, I also noticed that their Hearts Mountain commercial, they didn't pick up the newscast, but they played the commercial from whatever network they were in. That was ABC. a network line commercial, I could tell. ABC. ABC, okay. yeah. What I also like yeah. about, the, about the commercials, and, and of course you don't see that too much, but if you go to Europe, for example, and you listen to a lot of radio over there, you, know, you see a lot more jingles. Uh, people sing jingles and sing jingles for products. You don't see that as much today. Uh, but oh. again... Uh, but that's just uh, just my opinion. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, and but it's, it I don't is a believe thing. Don Imus in the morning was on at that time. I think he'd already no, he wasn't. Uh, he had he, to, he 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 had come to WNBC back in 1971, and, and he so, had, yeah, he had went to W came back to WHK in Cleveland at 14:20. So he he really didn't do the WGAR thing very. Very long. Very long. Uh, he because they picked them up. WGR was founded by the guy Jack Thayer was the man, general manager, and John Lund was the original program director who put that all together back in 1970. And they weren't oldies. I mean, they weren't owned by Nationwide at that time. Did you hear that thing in there? That, uh, something DeSantis or something? Yeah. No, that was the Ed DeSantis was the name of an advertising agent that they used. That that's how I read this in the article. They said that the, that the guy that did the that they always gave a name of a listener or of a client who they who who they were selling times for with commercials. Oh. So oh, okay, Stan corrected Jeff. That's the, that's what the, that's what I read on the in the internet because I wanted to do a little research on WGAR because uh, I like the station. 
But uh, I remember that American Airlines jingle. They used that up until the mid '80s. That yeah. jingle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stand corrected. So now, I thought uh, I thought that their oldies went pretty far back. Um, I mean, I heard you know stuff from '64 and stuff like that. So they they reached out pretty far. Yeah, play Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. They went yeah, oldies please, again. Please, please. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, they there. It was interesting too. All the different, uh, and that's right. So they had direct deposit even back then, Bill. So you could just tell somebody who was worried about their check. Well, you could go to that. You could have said you go to that bank. Well, you wouldn't have. You could have, would have gotten right, in trouble. Well, you know, even at that bank. time, they thought direct deposit was a conspiracy. So it was a hard. <laughs> it was a. It was a hard nut to crack. And yeah. it finally took it to where they made it so that you don't have a choice. You'll have it put on a, nope. a debit card. But if you had taken all those calls like we did from people who lost their checks or moved and forgot to tell somebody. Yeah. My, my favorite was, where's my check? Well, what we were doing SSI then, and we were yeah. doing, you know, well, what color is the check? And, uh, you know, yeah. we have it's to in, ask it's in the mail, so we know what we were looking for. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, it's in the mail, right? It well, was you know, life worked... or death for them. I mean, it was easy oh, yeah. for us to laugh about. <laughs> yeah, but... and if you work for New York State, you don't have a choice. Either either you either you get the check and directly deposited to an account or to a Visa debit card, or you don't get paid. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the the some people would close out their account before the check came on the third, and that caused Oops. a little problem too. Yeah, they call the bounce bounce effect. So <laughs> that happened. Well, Jeff, is it time for me to wrap it up? And I guess I guess it is. Uh, uh, for those who like, I don't know. Uh, I happen to like new wave, kind of alternative new wave music, but some people don't. And it's uh, it's what was big in the '80s. And Sean, you might remember some of the groups you're going to hear on this thing. Uh, and you're going to hear Larry the Duck. Uh, who works for Sirius XM Satellite Radio does mornings on on uh, on First Wave, and he may be on other channels as well because they some of the radio announcers do share channels. So oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Ah. So uh, and then uh, like for example, Classic Rewind has Mark Goodman and Alan Hunter, but they, yeah. they both of them also work for the '80s channel. I don't think for that. 80, uh, yeah. I don't think that. What's her name? Nina, the one that was on MTV. Nina Blackwood. I'm not Nina even Blackwood. Sure I don't even know if she's around anymore because her, her voice yeah. got she, awful. She was sounding rough. She was sounding rough towards the end because I remember the 80s channel had all the 80s MTV people. Yeah, yeah Martha oh. Quinn was on there. Uh, Mark Goodman. Yeah. Mark Nina. Goodman. J.J. Jackson was on the 70s. He was on the 70s. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Nina Blackwood had some damage done to her vocal cords and it's never been able to get fixed. I don't know. So I can't see how they could still be using her, but maybe they are. I don't know, but... But needless to say, I think you're, but it's it's a it's a, different, it's a different kind of channel. It's a different kind of music. Not something that you know you normally would hear on the legend. But you're going to hear Blondie, and you're going to hear uh, other groups as you too, and you might hear some different groups that you may not have heard of before. So let's just sit back and enjoy, and thank everybody for participating. Thank you, panel. And after this, then I'm off to grab something to eat, maybe. So we'll get, see. Get that margarita. I don't yeah. know. It was black coffee with some kind of cream. I'm off in. to check out the Pacers. That's oh. right. Who do they play tonight, Bernie? Yeah. New York. 
Oh, All that's right. right. They're okay. in the garden. Uh, and make sure you please put the score on Facebook, okay? Because I always, I always, I always get the updates from you, Bernie. I only do it if they win. You know that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if they so, lose, they don't get the uh, score on Facebook. I know they don't. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Bernie's famous for that. All right. Thank you, everyone. Here we go. This week in my feature station segment, we're visiting the world of Sirius XM satellite radio once again. And we're traveling back to the 1980s, and we're going to listen to a radio channel that I really enjoy. It's called First Wave, and it's new wave music from the 1980s. The radio announcer you're going to hear is Larry the Duck, who is most famous for his work at radio station WLIR-FM in Garden City, New York, which programmed a new wave format back in the 1980s. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy new wave music that you really don't hear very often anymore on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Sometimes guitar. Sometimes synth. Always 80s era alternative. And new wave. So after one month off, you 2 restarted their residency at the Spear doing Octung Baby in its entirety. Then they mix it up after that. Different songs every night. They're back at the Spear tonight, back on Wednesday night. The last show will be on Saturday, March 2nd. 40 shows. A lot of money. <laughs> a lot of fun, right? Larry the Duck with you on First Wave, Sirius XM Radio. We are the proud next-door neighbor of U2X Radio. They are on 32. We are on 33. And tonight at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, you get an hour of dance songs on U2X Radio with Discotech with the Atomic MC. That's midnight Eastern on 32. And we got our own dance side tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. It's DJ Bueller and the Saturday Night Safety Dance coming at you like a freight train out of Scotland, the Jesus and Mary chain. Police. One reason to have the SiriusXM app, which is new and improved, by the way, is that you get great content. Actually, search for Stuart Copeland, guest DJ, on the album Synchronicity. It is the 40th anniversary of Synchronicity coming up in June. And he talks about how, now that he looks back on it, because he's banging drums and banging this and banging that, looking at the back of Sting's head, now he appreciates the album even more. Larry the Duck with you, taking your request at First Wave at SiriusXM.com. Got a good one here from Robert up in Methuen, Massachusetts. This band actually formed as the New Tones, but they changed their name in 1979. They're actually out of Scotland. Sadly, Edwin Collins had a stroke, almost killed him, in 2005. But they're called the band Orange Juice. Nothing like a little orange juice on a Saturday morning, right? This is Rip It Up, the Duck With You on First Wave.
artist show. Hi, this is Clem Burke of Blondie. This is one of the songs that people always cite as being one of their favorites as far as my drumming goes. And uh, we did a great video of this at the old studio instrument rental studios in New York City where we uh, tried to duplicate the sort of 1960s TV rock and roll show a la Shindig or Hullabaloo. And uh, we had got a whole bunch of our friends to come in and we actually went on the radio and, and invited people down. And there was a big line outside the uh, studio, everyone waiting to come in. And and uh, we had a great shoot of this song, Dreaming, and here it is. One of the great bands out of Birmingham, England, that's UB40. Another great band out of Birmingham, the English Beat. And those two bands will actually be doing a date together in the new year. That'll be in Birmingham, England. That's pretty cool for Birmingham, right? All right, the duck with you. First wave, Sirius XM Radio on the app. The Sirius XM app, we are celebrating Bob Marley's birthday as both bands were influenced by reggae, pop, ska, and so much more. There were three channels for Bob Marley. Just search Bob Morley for his 79th birthday. Let's go to Toronto right now. In fact, this lead singer of this band from Toronto, Cowboy Junkies, is celebrating her 63rd birthday today. Born in Canada on this date, January 27th, 1961. Margot Simmons, happy birthday to you from all of us here. First Wave. Modern rock. It took root in the 70s and blossomed in the 80s. First wave. The band started as Death Cult. They shortened it to The Cult, and they are one of Howard Stern's favorite bands in the world. In fact, he shocked the band by a couple of weeks ago saying that She Sells Sanctuary is one of his favorite songs of all time. They were like, say what? <laughs> like, yeah. Howard Stern presents The Cult. Howard 101. Search for it on the Sirius XM app. Larry the Duck with you at First Wave. We're it. You're home for classical alternative music. That's what we present all the time. And this band is currently on leg number four of a world tour in Europe as we speak. Depeche Mode. Reach out touch space. Wave. 
Straight Through the Heart, Martin Fry and ABC. This is First Wave, and good morning. I'm Larry the Duck. The band Green Day started in 1989. You know they were actually influenced by a lot of the bands we play here at First Wave, like the Jam, Gang of Four. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Their new album is called Saviors. There's actually a track on the album. It is called Lost Heroes. It is a tribute to David Bowie. In the words of Billy Joe Armstrong, since David Bowie died, nothing is the same. That's his quote. So to celebrate Green Day, we actually recorded them, you know, here on Sirius XM Radio at Irving Plaza in New York City. You'll hear that show today at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific, on Sirius XM Channel 36. That is Alt Nation on your radio. On your radio. Larry the Duck, Joe Jackson, on your radio. Well, there you go. First Wave is heard on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. You can find them on Channel 33 and also on the Sirius XM app. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a feature station that you'd like me to present, why don't you let me know about it by email or voicemail. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.